0: How can you find laughter and legacy along the cancer caregiving journey? That's the question we'll address here on episode 33 of the Cancer and Comedy Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I'm Dr. Brad Miller, and I've had to face my own cancer journey when I was diagnosed in December of 2022 and I had to decide what to do with my life next and I was informed in great part by people who went before me who coped with cancer and other obstacles in life with a note of good humor. That's why I formed the Cancer and Comedy Podcast in order to help people heal with hope and humor combining my ministry experience, my doctoral degree in transformational leadership, and my love of comedy. That's why we're here. So if you'd like to learn more today about a legacy of laughter and learning moving forward, then listen on, my friend. Listen on.
1: Cancer got you down? Pretty grim, huh? How about a show that turns the grim into a grin way to go you made it here to the cancer and comedy podcast the show to lift you up with hope and humor that heals hey there lifter uppers i'm deb Creer, the co-host of cancer and comedy where our mission is to heal cancer impacted people through hope and humor something we like to call turning the grim into a grin Thank you so much for joining our conversation today as we talk about finding laughter and legacy amid the caregiving journey. In this episode, we're going to learn about the influence and power that leaving a legacy of laughter has on all of the people impacted by cancer and be introduced to a very helpful website with lots of tools to help seniors along the caregiving journey. So let's get rolling. Here is the host of Cancer and Comedy, Dr. Brad Miller.
0: Hey, thank you, Deb. You're awesome as always. Appreciate always uh, to be with you. And just uh, it's also great to be in the presence and to serve our Cancer and Comedy audience, our lifter uppers. This is the podcast where we really look to turn the grim of the cancer journey into the grin of positive and helpful, hopeful relationships that celebrate life. And we are really developing a community of uh, people who are helping one another to uh, face cancer and other debilitating c- conditions to cope with hope. And we're here to be helpful. So if you'd like to get connected to us here at the Cancer and Comedy Podcast community, we would like for you to do so at cancerandcomedy.com slash follow. Hey, Deb, got a couple of uh, health-related dad jokes for you today. Are you, re- are you ready for them? I'm ready. Here we go. How do optometrists party? I have no idea. They go to the eyeball, of course. Oh. <laughs> well, one more, a dentist one. Uh, what time should you go to the dentist?
1: What time should you go to the dentist?
0: 2:30. 2 2:30. 30, 2 30. Oh. That's uh that's kind of that's kind of the one my uh, my granddaughters would tell me so there there you go.
1: And granddaughters always have the best jokes, right?
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Well, our guest today on Cancer and Comedy is Darlene Mahoney, who is the National Digital Sales Director at SeniorLivingGuide.com which provides a number of resources for seniors, and she hosts the Senior Living Guide podcast. Today, she's going to share a wonderful story about the legacy her mother left her, which informed and started her on the career path she is on.
0: Well, uh, Deb, I was uh, really privileged to, to have a great conversation with Darlene about several things, about the relationship she had with her mother and her father as well. Uh, But but we uh, had particularly some poignant conversation around both, but about her mother, the legacy that her mother left her. And both her parents died when she was, you know, basically a relatively young woman, and they were basically relatively young people. Her mother, after a long bout of cancer, and her dad, who had uh, severe uh, dementia. And some of that legacy included some letters and and journal posts that were left behind later on that were discovered later in life after they were gone. And they produce smiles and and some laughter. And, and that's a little bit of the conversation that uh, Darlene and I had revolved around that legacy from her parents, her mom and her dad to her. And then how that informs what she does, not only in her career, but informs how she does how she relates to her family and to other folks in her life, and particularly she kind of works in the field of uh, of serving seniors in life who deal with you know many of the subjects that we deal with in terms of cancer and other things like that. So I just wonder. Uh, so that's I I was touched by our conversation about how that's a a coping thing that she she does, and I was just wonder in in your life what role do you think that a kind of a legacy passed on to you and maybe any responsibility we may have to others to pass on a legacy to others that has a bit of uh, hopeful aspects to it. What role do you think this legacy has has to play?
1: Well, you know, as you said, you had a great conversation with Darlene and she had so many wonderful things that that our listeners are going to hear about shortly. I love the fact that she talked about knowing the stories of those who came before us. Because I think that you know whether we you know are young or more mature, we sometimes don't listen to those stories, or we're like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've told us that before, but those are truly the legacies, you know, and and so we need to know what it was like for them as children as you know adults as you know her her mom talked about dealing with her father you know and and the medical conditions that he went through and i think it is very important to know the stories from those who have gone before us
0: indeed it that it is i know in in my family just you know st- we have shared on the last couple of episodes, I lost an uncle, a favorite uncle here recently. And one of the really cool things aspect of it was telling those stories, those legacy stories that are passed down that kind of lift you up and that, that type of thing. And it mm-hmm. led my own uh, mother and other relatives to talk about other family members, how they come into play. But also, I think it leaves me to think about, you know, what are the stories? What are those kind of legendary stories that I want to be remembered for? Or how can I have some uh, opportunity to impact others? Right. And I think that's a part of what we're talking about here, because it's those things that kind of stick in your memory. Often or outside of things that bring a bit of smile to your face or just make you think, you know, maybe make you right. go to a a deeper place. And I think one of the cool things that Darlene shared was how some of what she discovered about her mother came and her father came after the fact, after they were gone, and that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. But it's also because they recorded some of those things in journals and things like like this, and how important it is that we get. I have one of my podcasts for he says he says all the time, get it on tape, you know, or, or to get your life on tape to record some things, whether it's journaling or you know audio or videos, something like that. to... Get it down, those pictures are important, those recordings are important to remember those important things because those messages come through, and that we can uh, share those with with, uh, with other people. I just think uh darling was an impressive person, and she's now leveraging experiences with her mother and her dad in her own life, and I right. think that's important mhm-,
1: it is yeah, and it it's that I think is, is maybe the true legacy that she got from her parents is how she is now living her life. And I think that is, is just absolutely wonderful. Yeah,
0: you know, we had a great conversation and I want to encourage our uh, audience to check out her podcast because she tells great stories there and talks to great people. You can find her at the seniorlivingguide.com slash podcast. And her name is Darlene Mahoney.
1: Perfect. I love it. Well, following the interview, you're going to want to stick around for Dr. Brad's bad joke of the day. Yep, he's got more. And then, of (laughs) course, our faith it or break it segment. We would love for you to be part of Cancer and Comedy community, where together we crush cancer with a message of coping with hope and humor. Please follow Cancer and Comedy at cancerandcomedy.com slash follow. Now, here's Dr. Brad and the interview with Darlene Mahoney.
0: Special guest today on Cancer and Comedy is Darlene Mahoney. She is the National Digital Sales Director of SeniorLivingGuide.com and has the podcast at SeniorLivingGuide.com. The podcast, Darlene, welcome. Welcome to our conversation here today on Cancer and Comedy.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Brad. I'm really looking forward to sharing and chatting with you on things that would be beneficial to your audience.
0: Indeed. Just uh, love what you're doing there as Senior Living Guide, a great resource. We'll point people towards that in our show notes, but you have the podcast there and you have several things going on where you really serve the senior community. But I want to, before we dive into that, I just want to hear something in your life that put a smile on your face, lifted you up, made you feel good? Something that's happened to you recently, either in the context of your work or perhaps in your home life. What's something that's given you a lift?
2: It's a strange lift because my mom, I have both my parents have passed away. They passed away very young. My mom was, I think, 69. My dad was 72. So not like young, but young to, in my opinion, lose both my parents. My mom had ovarian cancer for eight years she went in to have a actually a, a surgery that was non-surgical to remove some kind of a cyst or something and they went in and she had a radical hysterectomy and everything that goes with ovarian cancer and it was shocking for our whole family for her to have this diagnosis but my mom was such an incredible person. And for me, what's uplifting about my mom is that I always knew she was when people are your mom, they're your mom. Mm -hmm. But since she's passed away, I've learned so much about her that I didn't know when she was living that has really impacted my life as far as I, I just have so much respect for her and it's made a big impact on my life.
0: You said you learned just, some things from her. What were some of the um, things that you learned?
2: My mom and dad both, to be honest, were avid journalers, journalers okay. which I did not even know. I had no idea. And my mom actually wrote childhood stories of time with her Nana, which is which my great-grandmother. So she just has shared all these different things. And I just learned so much about her, which I wish I could known some of this when she was alive. But I don't know, to be honest with you, life gets so busy. I don't know if you appreciate it when they're Mm -hmm. still living. Do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, of course. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's just crazy. Life
0: happens. And then those, but those stories are so important that we learn them, tell them and retell Mm -hmm. them. So that is, you're now retelling them now. It seems like there might be a little bit of a story there, Darlene, about how you even discovered this, the journals and so on in the first place. Is there a bit of a story there or something that how this discovery took place for you?
2: Yeah. After my dad was diagnosed with dementia, we had to clean out the house, Okay, (laughs) which can be so fun. But and then my dad, my mom had passed away about a year prior. My dad was starting to show signs of dementia. And so we had to go in and clean out. And it's with dementia patients or seniors, sometimes they start hoarding. Go to the store, they don't realize they already have something, so they buy it again. And my dad did that at Costco. So it was like double the hoarding. (laughs) But hoarding, it was more dog food than the little dog could possibly ever eat and and just in cleaning supplies, just so many cleaning supplies. So it was just like all these like markers, just weird stuff. But anyway, so when I was starting to clean out the home, my dad did not want to do anything with my mom's belongings after she passed away. And we knew we had to get in there and do it, but he was really struggling with it. But when I went in there and started cleaning all her things out, I found journals like to be straight up with you in her underwear drawer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So she had all these journals and then I found them in other areas as well. But one of the things that was not just the stories that she had to tell and all these different things, what has really affected my life after she passed away is that one of her journals was basically her cancer timeline versus the other stuff was even stories about me growing up, things like that. But the cancer timeline, ovarian cancer is... It, it can is ravaging, like any cancer is ravaging. But sure. ovarian cancer ravages you in so many different ways. And when she was initially diagnosed, they told her she had probably about five years mm-hmm. because it wasn't curable unless there was something that came came up within that time frame discovery to cure ovarian cancer, which they still don't have. But. Right she actually lived eight years. So she was someone that she wasn't going to let it keep her down. That woman, Mm. she was go gadget. She really wanted to envelop life as best as she could. But some of the things in her journal that she talked about were during her chemo timeframe. She didn't do great with chemo. She lost All her hair, she lost so much weight. She looked so frail during this chemo time. She had a hard time keeping food down, which is not unusual even with the medications. But my mom journaled every day during this time frame. And she would talk about what was just general life things and some of the hard things. But at the end of every single one, she had a gratitude.
0: Wow. What and a gift. Was, what a gift to you and your family. Yeah,
2: a hundred percent. And for me, it was, I had so much respect for my mom and my heart broke for my mom because then you have retrospect of I really could have been there more. I could have been more involved in participating in some of these things that she was going through because she didn't really share deep emotional aspects of it. And I'm sure a lot of that, to be honest with you, was to protect myself and my sister from the emotional effects that was taking That's just not, that wasn't her way.
0: Yeah. It sounds like even now this has been an, when you talk about it, it's not so much morbid or sad. There is that involved with this because it's a terrible, devastating disease, but you're thinking of warm memories of your mom, aren't you? You're thinking of how she is Mm -hmm. continues in her way to Mm -hmm. impact and even parent your life. Even now, is that a fair way of looking at it?
2: Yeah, 100% how she dealt with going what she went through. And it really leads you to believe all these things that we have now, things you're not feeling well or you're uncomfortable or your shoes hurt or you've had a long day or if you're tired, you realize nothing and you're complaining and you're grouchy and you're mean. (laughs) Yeah. And you realize life could be significantly worse. And sometimes for those that have life significantly worse, they're more grateful than we are when we have just an uncomfortable pain in the butt day.
0: I love that you said that she ended all her journal entries with something to be in gratitude about. So what's? let me just turn that around. What's something you're in gratitude about today?
2: The beautiful weather, because I do live in Florida and it's absolutely gorgeous outside. I'm grateful Every single day for my children, my children are grown, but they are so important to me. And even in all honesty, I feel like almost after she passed, they became even more important. Not that they ever weren't, but really knowing that what my mom went through, I want to be that same beacon of hope and light and those types of things to my kids as their mother and be more positive because we all go through times where we're just, nothing makes us happy and we complain about everything. And I just really realized it's just a lot of it's just stupid. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I have absolutely kept in my mind, because I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations in my life, personally through divorce and, Ugly divorce and different things that have gone on in my life, and restarting my life after twenty years of marriage with a son as a single mom. All these things were challenging, and I always tried to keep in the back of my mind, which is something my mom would say to me, "And this too shall pass."
0: It too shall pass. Yeah, it somehow it seems like you've taken, a little darling, of this experience with your mom and your dad too, in terms of influencing your present life. And you've been able to then use that as an influence upon your own kids in terms of having a, mm-hmm. being grateful. And now you're leaving that out in context of what you do in serving folks in the senior uh, community. Yeah. How have these things, gratitude, your parents influence what you do and tell us a little bit of what you do then for uh senior living
2: So I came on board way before the pandemic and I was working remote way before everybody else was working remote role of a national digital sales director. So really just on the revenue side of building a website, working with corporate clients, working with our team, and then also making our website significantly more robust so that seniors or caregivers could go to it and find what they were looking for in any type of assisted housing, home health care, anything like that. But when the pandemic hit, we realized seniors were aging in place. They were at home and they were scared to go to the doctor. A lot of them were just super scared. And that was completely understandable. And we wanted to be able to reach them with information that was pertinent to their everyday lives. So we created the SeniorLivingGuide.com podcast, which has been In all honesty, I hope it's been a blessing to those that listen, but it's been a huge blessing to myself because it's taken me on so many journeys that in my own personal life that I can share with our listeners, but also listening to our guests and some different things that they share, the comedy aspect of it. I am a jokester. Okay. When I get stressed or anxiety or something's going on, I have horrible jokes
1: and it's to just relieve the stress.
0: Absolutely, so, I'm a huge believer in that. Of course, cancer and comedy podcast—we're too mm-hmm. believer that. How laughter, telling a joke, breaking the yeah. pattern of distress is something that we can do. And so, what have you learned about that from either from your experiences or with your guests? Mm-hmm. So, what are some things you've learned that help the people you serve to deal with stress? To, to deal with this aging in place is one of the ways that, that you put it, or how they can people. We know that. Things such as loneliness and depression are epidemic uh-huh. in society as a whole, but particularly among our senior population. What are some of the things you learned from the podcast or from your role here that you uh-huh. think are can be helpful to people?
2: Yeah. So, going through what I went through with my mom and then my dad with dementia, I have developed such unexpectedly a heart for seniors. I always had a respect for seniors and loved them for who they were. But since I've gone through, especially with dementia, which is what my dad had, I've just... I. I don't know, I can't explain it, really want to be able to help them in every aspect of their lives. So some of the things we've done on our podcast is, even if your loved one is in hospice, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom. They want to be able to connect with you. Do the dad joke. So we talk about that. And then I had a guest that was a survivor of the Cambodia killing fields. Mm. And she is so incredibly positive. And she tells her journey on how she survived it, both mentally and physically. That journey and it just really promotes you to really realize that there are so many different stories out there and different experts. Because we also have experts from Alzheimer's Association and AARP and all of these different places that can provide really good concrete resources for our seniors and their families and their caregivers. And for me, that's the end goal. Because even though I was working for this company, we didn't have the podcast, I wasn't making those connections, I really struggled to navigate my dad's dementia. It was, I always say, it's the roller coaster from hell trying to take (laughs) care of someone with dementia. It's so complex.
0: Yes. Hey, my friend. I just wanted to share with you that uh, here on Cancer and Comedy, we have a special gift for you that's going to help you if you're impacted uh, by cancer in your life and you want to do something about it. It's, it's our free course. We call it the HHH or Triple H course, which stands for Healing Through Hope and Humor. It helps you to develop your cancer coping credo a statement that's going to help you get get through that it's a free course just takes you it's a five short sessions it's all audio you can get that free course at cancer slash free and and it certainly has its moments when it can just take you down a rabbit hole of some really bad places to go mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally and even interpersonally when you deal with people who whose personalities and their way they express themselves are many times fundamentally different than what you've experienced through their whole life, and that goes to some bad places there. Tell us about a time when you, some story about a person or persons that you felt like either on your podcast or maybe within your work that you saw some transformation happened where they went from someplace where they were in a dark place to a lighter place, either through some incident that happened or through some relationship or through something that happened. Tell us a story then, because the podcast is all about great stories.
2: Yeah, golly geez, you caught me off guard. Let me I'm think. We've did, we're literally at seventy podcasts right now, so it's just thinking back. Mm-hmm. One of them, our very first podcast that we did, were with Parish Healthcare, and it was the doctor over at the Senior Consultation Center, and then also the caregiver support. Person, her name is Janet Rooks, and she would they would join us on the podcast. I think we have 24 podcasts, I don't really know for sure that are specifically them, and they were absolutely incredible. And I think that Janet Rooks, who does the caregiver support, just listening to how this role that she has really affected her and her patience and her love and her need to be an incredible resource for seniors really affected me because she was so gentle in the way that she spoke on her podcast and even spoke to me after because it was shortly we started this podcast my dad passed away right before COVID and we started the podcast during COVID so he wasn't deceased very long and I was going through a lot of my own stuff and one thing she said to me that I still to this day I share it with people that need it. But then I also continue to think about it on my own is that guilt is a gift you give yourself. Because mm, okay. I think as caregivers, we go through yeah. so much guilt that we do, we, we really do it to ourselves. But yeah, just working with her and the things that she shared with me and the way that I saw how her job working with families, especially families with dementia, taking care of people with dementia really affected her life. Yeah. I just think it well, that- was... Pretty cool.
0: That, and that's a lesson learned, and then you can apply it to your life. And uh, do you think there's any comment on what we're talking about here in so many ways is how we can leverage gratitude, like you learned from your mom, process, like you learned from some of the folks here? You mentioned about a woman who went through the killing fields. So- Situation. And I'm on a couple of occasions been around people, not to that degree, but people who were in bad situations and they came through it with a good attitude and came out the other side, a better person able to influence others. I'm, I'm thinking particularly mm-hmm. of a woman I met who went through the Holocaust. And it's yeah. uh, who I'm thinking of, her experience of. It. What are some lessons learned? What are, I guess, what are some actions? Do you see any commonality of the actions that you've seen of people, either on your podcast or through your inter- interaction with people? Is there any commonality? Is there any common themes of things that they? Have done in order to navigate bad stuff in their life.
2: Getting back to the Sarah M from the Cambodia killing fields, she yes. shared that she really utilized prayer and faith and love to get her through those tough times. And that's one of the things that she wants to, that's her message, Mm -hmm. that she wants people to have that going through their lives and whatever they're going through, whether it be big or small, just to have those basics. So we really did break it down and talk about all those different things and how they can really change your life. And it is, it's attitude and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Going back to my mom's gratitude, not everybody's going to have that because it is, if you don't have the attitude, you're not going to have the gratitude. Because yeah. the gratitude my mom would have would be, I didn't get a sick today as I did yesterday. That's <laughs> perspective, the- perspective.
0: Perspective. Perspective. Yeah. It yeah. is all
2: perspective. Yes. And I think she really, that's why she started doing it in order to keep herself elevated from feeling sorry for herself and getting down in the dumps and being negative. Because I think she did not want any of those things in her life. And I think that it's really hard when you're going through severe illness or cancer or that your prospects of living very long have had a timeline put on them to be positive in the best way you can even when most people would say that sucks
0: mm-hmm, it does.
2: I just would want to crawl in bed not have anything to do with anybody and I would be mean I would be grouchy yeah because in all honesty that would have been me prior sure. to my reading my mom's journals if I was diagnosed in one day it might very well happen but I don't know I would feel sorry for myself it would be hard for me to Feel grateful for the little things in life like sunshine on my face.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we, the tendency and the uh, pressure is oftentimes just lean into the negative and poor me and p- have the pity party and so on. But you've yeah. also mentioned how none of this attitude of gratitude, but you mentioned how with a couple people have something to do with connecting with something greater than self, with a higher power, mm-hmm. yeah. spirituality, something of that nature. Tell me about how that has been a part of either your experience or the people <laughs> you've you've encountered who have made that a kind of part of their healing journey?
2: I personally, I have a relationship with Christ. So I feel like that makes a difference for me and it's for my whole life. Anything that's happened, even if I was not part of his world because I was choosing not to be, He never forsaked me, to be honest with you. And so I always think back during some of those tough times and I really realized that they could have been tougher. I never went without a meal. My children never went without food. They always had a roof over their head, even when I didn't know sometimes where the next paycheck was coming from. That has been a part of my life. And we never went without. And for me, that is... A game changer. But I've, I was raised in a Christian home. Both my parents were Christians. My mom was a Christian school teacher. So it's super easy to leave him when life is good. Yeah. And then when life's not good, suddenly you want him to help you and, and have a relationship with you. And that truly isn't fair. If you think about that, if you have a good friend and the only time you want to text your friend, FaceTime your friend, call them, hang out, do whatever, is when things are bad and you need them. And then when things are great, you just ghost them. It's so unfair. But the thing is, he's like one of those friends that you haven't seen for years. And as soon as you see him, it's like a moment hasn't changed.
0: So the sense of presence is important here that in regards to helping yourself manage, you mentioned having your both your mom and dad die at an early age. You mentioned having a difficult divorce, and other mm-hmm. life happens. Bad things happen. How yeah. that yeah. that presence has been an important thing there. That 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 is awesome. Let's take all this here, Darlene, and let's begin to bring it around to you, your audience and mine in terms of how mm-hmm. we can start to apply these things as some steps moving forward. And you are in the world of senior services and of taking. It's this world where you have the kind of the emotional and the physical health aspects and you've got practical needs, your medical, financial, insurance, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some steps that people can take to have the right attitude to, to navigate some of these things? And maybe what are some of the things that are available to people through, uh, through your website and through your podcast mm-hmm. that maybe help serve people to step some steps they can take to have a better life if they're seniors or people serving seniors? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, one of the things about our podcast is that we want every podcast to have a resource beyond the podcast. So if we're talking about something, we want to give them a link, we want to give them a phone number, we want to give them information. So if you're talking about diagnosing Alzheimer's and you think you might have it, or if you are a caregiver of someone with Alzheimer's or dementia, here is where you can go online For caregiver support and they have virtual and then they have some maybe locally in your city or whatever the case may be, or if you would like to age in place and you don't know if it's something you can afford to do because it's not covered by Medicare Hmm. and it can be quirky to get those services in your home where you can find it in your area so that you can get more information if you listen to it and you say, this is what I want. I want my sister to take care of me. or I want my kids to take care of me, but I need some financial assistance. So where can I get that? So we want to provide that in the podcast. So that's really the main goal. And then we have blogs as well that have all kinds of different information because some people don't want to listen. They'd rather just read. Although we find that most people don't want to read anything anymore, but oh, true, yeah. 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 So it's really just providing them all of, I want to say all of the things.
0: Yeah. It sounds like uh, you're providing some great uh, resources there. So do you have any stories to tell about anybody who's accessed your resources mm-hmm. and has a kind of a good news story to, about how, what accessing the resources at seniorlivingguide.com or the pot and or the podcast has been helpful. Oh, hundred percent. Tell me a story about uh, somebody's life's been changed.
2: So I actually have a friend that's been my friend long before all of this. I started doing the podcast. But within that podcast, her mom started showing signs. She called her and couldn't find her way home. That's a huge sign that you have some cognitive impairment going on. And you need to figure out what's going on when they're two miles away from their house and they can't remember how to get home. That's not good. And she's much younger. I don't want to say much younger than I am. She seems much younger. Maybe she's just more fun. I don't know.
1: But oh, she,
2: she started asking me some questions, but I started sending her podcasts that were around those subjects. And then also sharing my personal story with her as well. And it, she says it really, it changed her life because she had no idea any of this. She's not in the medical field. She's just, it just was something that her dad was not able to help. He was in long-term skilled. And then her sister was significantly younger. So she was just like, I'm just not navigating. I don't know what to do. So it it navigated her not just with that, but also with Medicaid and or Medicare and Social Security and those different types of things, because we talk about all those things. So she listened to a lot of these podcasts and she she shared with me how much it has changed life, literally through tears. Mm-hmm. And then one area that just happened is she started to need to change her mother as the, power and her sister was not agreeing and it became this horrific yeah. fight yeah. on text. I don't have a relationship anymore with my sister. Because of what we went through with my dad, which is something I'm finding out is not abnormal. Mm-hmm. It can absolutely tear families apart. And sure. I wish that it hadn't. And this is something I struggle with on a daily basis. But she started sharing with me what was going on. And I was able to work with her to where she's been able to resolve it by not making some of the same mistakes I made. It's avoiding the mistakes Darlene made.
0: So you've been and able then, to serve others yeah. out of, yeah. out of, basic out of your pain, out of your right. dilemmas, and you've been yeah. able to serve others.
2: And I had her on the podcast. Okay. As, and her podcast is how my mom's dementia, or, oh no, it was how my mom's Alzheimer's hurt my relationship with my sister, I believe is wow. the name of the actual podcast. And we just chatted and she just shared so that it, if my story can help her, our story together should be able to help other people because it is so prominent that families can get completely torn apart when caregiving or specifically, I think, even cognitive impaired, Alzheimer's, dementia, because the person you're taking care of can't make any of their own decisions.
0: That's a powerful indicator of how Complex and dynamic, everything happens regarding tragedies of life that happen, whether it's cancer or dementia or something else, and how those things can be turned around for something positive. And even when you have the pain of a relationship that has been dramatically impacted, and that is what happened here, you've been able to take that circumstance and and serve some others. And I'm a big believer that how we got to take our situations and find a way to serve others as a part of our healing and Uh our wholeness. And so it sounds like you've done that. Let me bring it around to this, Darlene. And I ask people this question often. If you have something, fine. If you don't, that's okay, too. And it's simply this. Has anything out of your experience, we start our conversation, put a smile on your face. Has anything out of your experience through some of this bad stuff you've gone through personally or in the professional life, just been a, just a, just something funny, something stupid or ironic that happened that made you laugh mm-hmm. out loud. Any experiences like that?
2: So somewhat. So this is one reason why when I saw you and I saw the name of your podcast, I can so relate to it. And as I was mentioning earlier, I in times of stress will make a joke. And it is to lighten a very tense mood and also to give like myself some like mental relief from what we're going through. Lay it on me. I think you
0: got one loaded up, don't you?
2: (laughs) I know, yes. So when my mom was Diagnosed and she was hospitalized a couple of times. She was in the hospital several times, but would be there. And I would almost do things to because this just our relationship in the way that, that it always was is because my mom was not a jokester. She was a little serious. I was. And I would do things that I think she absolutely loved about me and she shared that she did love about me, but I would embarrass her. Okay, and I would when she was in the hospital. So I would somewhat not embarrass where I was making fun of her, but I would just say things that my mom would go, "Oh, darling."
0: <laughs> I could, I can almost is, hear the tone of voice. I could hear that yes, tone of voice. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. because
2: I would just say anything that pops into my mind. I would say it to a doctor or a nurse or whatever, and just try to keep the situation light while so much as so much heavy stuff is going on. But it would have her laughing and she'd say, oh, I'm so embarrassed that you did that. I said, no, you're not. She said, no, I'm not. Because she knew that's how I was. I was the kid that at dinner, I would get up and dance. I really probably have ADD. Yeah. Never medicated. The thing is my, I, I entertain my family when when we were growing even, up. That was my job.
0: Yeah, there you go. And even to that point where you, I'm sure, with your mom going through some really Terrible stuff. You lightened her load. And that's kind yeah. what we like to do here in cancer comedy. We to turn the grim into a grin, which is simply to see things with kind of a humorous bent in order mm-hmm. to lift people up. We like to call uh, people listen to our podcast, Lifter Uppers, just to yeah. help. You know, that's part of your role in life to be mm-hmm. the. Everybody needs a Darlene in their life. Uh, everybody needs a Darlene to uh, bring a smile and bring a lift uh, to their life. And it was mm-hmm. something you can do and what you do or what I could do to be helpful to that, that's what we want to do. Darlene, you've been a delight. Tell uh, people want to re- understand to get be a part of your world, mm-hmm. Senior Living Guide. How can people get a hold of you or learn more about Senior mm-hmm. Living Guide? How can people be a part of what you're all about?
2: So we have seniorlivingguide.com podcast, which is the name of it. It's found anywhere that music or podcasts are consumed. Apple podcast does the best for us. So I always like looking at that. And then we have seniorlivingguide.com, which is a website. The website itself is primarily to help seniors and their families find home care senior living solutions whether it be 55 plus all the way to skilled etc and then we also have senior resources on there so there's a lot of that just on our website so if that's something anyone would be interested in that's what our website was built for but we do have those senior resources which is at the very top over the main nav bar all kinds of different senior resources that could be helpful
0: And that's what we're looking to do to be helpful. She is Darlene Mahoney, and she's been our guest here today on Cancer and Comedy. You can, as she is a national digital sales director at SeniorLivingGuide.com and with the SeniorLivingGuide.com podcast. It's a delight to have you with us. Thank you, Darlene, for being our guest today on Cancer and Comedy.
1: Now let's lighten things up just a little bit by having our cancer and comedy segment, Dr. Brad's bad joke of the day.
0: So this young fellow from the big city moved out to the country and he bought himself a donkey. He bought it from a local farmer for $200 and the farmer took the money and said he'd deliver the donkey the next day, the next day, the next afternoon, the farmer arrived at the man's house but with an empty truck. Sorry, mister, I have some bad news, the farmer said. The donkey, the donkey up and died. Well, said the man, just give me back my $200. Sorry, mister, I can't give it back. I already spent it. The man thought for a moment. He said, okay, then just give me the dead donkey. What are you going to do with it? The farmer asked him. I'm going to raffle her off, said the man. You can't raffle a dead donkey, said the farmer. Sure I can, the man replied. I just won't tell anyone she's dead. A few weeks later, the farmer happened to run into the young man and ask him, Hey, what happened about that whole dead donkey situation? Oh, I raffled her off, he told the farmer. I sold 300 tickets for $2.50 apiece and made a profit of $347.50. Stunned, the farmer said, wow, didn't anybody complain? Just the guy who won, said the man. So I gave him back his 250
1: Well, lifters, let's turn serious and turn to Dr. Brad's Faith It or Break It segment.
0: In our Faith It or Break It moment, let's talk about a legacy or legacy lessons. What have we learned from those who have gone before us? How can we lean into the lessons they've learned? And what part of that can we kind of laugh about or put a smile on our face? And how can what we are all about leave a legacy for others without trying too hard to do it? In recent years, I've lost two important men in my life. My dad died seven years ago and my uncle, his brother uh, died a couple of weeks ago. And I had the, as a pastor, I had the services for both of those men who were very influential and left a legacy in my life. And I was humbled and pleased to do that because when we have, and when in my own life, when I have cancer or when we have things that, that, help us to understand that we are finite beings, we begin to deal with ultimate stuff and think about the things that impact on us and what impact we have on others. What is the legacy, as it were? I was working on my uncle's funeral service a few weeks, a couple weeks ago. I remembered that some of the legacy that he left was one of, uh, of perseverance and of patience and of good humor in the face of incredible odds. And talking with people around my uncle, maybe rethink again about my own dad's legacy. In fact, at my own house, I have a uh, part of the legacy I have is a stained glass window in my house that my dad commissioned to have done. And the words it says in Greek on this window are agape, which means God's love in, in, uh, in Greek. And so it's part of the legacy he left with me was, you know, love of God and God's love. How to treat people with respect and also to be a a man of character. All that matters to me. Maybe think about the characteristics of legacy of those that if we have influenced our lives, then how we can influence the lives of others. Thought about these two men in my life and what kind of a legacy perhaps I might want to leave for my own children and grandchildren and, and others. I came up with these type of things. Number just a few things few things to think about. Number one is visionary leadership. It seems like people who leave a lasting legacy often have a kind of a mindset of looking forward and not being not being stuck in the past and uh, not you know enjoying the present. But uh, I mean, re- relating to the present, but see a bigger vision forward. And they are not, uh, the present circumstances do not drag them down. They have uh, ambitions in life that are looking forward. So visionary leadership. Another thing, a second thing is perseveri- perseverance and resilience. That is, uh, there are always obstacles and setbacks and they are not, held back by obstacles and setbacks. They do this in such a way that they uh, demonstrate uh, finding methods and means and opportunities to overcome adversity and to continue to get on with life. Third thing is to have empathy and compassion, love, uh, love of others. They uh a deep you know, sense of just really caring for other people compassion for them and that part of what drives people with a great who leave a great legacy is to make a positive difference in the lives of other people and uh, this allows the people to connect with people the friendly people. fourth thing is being innovative and creative to do things that are kind of uh, in a sense of taking a bit of a risk getting outside the box and moving on in other areas. They are seeking new adventures and new ways to solve uh, problems and to uh, improve their life and other people. Let's give you one more characteristic that I think is important. The fifth one, that's being generous, uh, being a generous person and just to be a giver, to be a giver of, uh, of others and to see, to have a serve first type of, of approach uh, to life and, this means serving people with whatever resources that they have, but also with uh, acts of kindness and use of time and resources and experience and expertise. That's important. I saw this in my uncle and my dad and seen a lot of other people too. Many people I've met here through the Cancer and Comedy podcast. I see that in its approach that has the main that I think is involved here. If you want to be Understand the people who leave an impact and legacy in your life and be an and legacy in others. It's humble service and humility. In the Bible, there's a story about a, a guy named Solomon who was supposedly the, not supposedly, he was the wisest man in history. In 1 Kings 3, it talks about how he became the wisest man in history because he was in a... In, in a relationship with God, he came to God and God came to him in, in a dream. And he talks about being a servant king. And God said to him, what uh, what can I give you as a servant king? And Solomon said, what I really want, God, from you is a discerning heart to distinguish right from wrong. And the Lord said to Solomon, he said, uh, you've asked for this, for wisdom. And not for long life or wealth for yourself or not for bad things for other people, but you ask for discernment. And because I've given you, and I will give, give you this wisdom, I will give you everything else as well. And it's said uh, that Solomon was the richest man in all of creation, of all of all time. Why? Because he did not seek out things of his own benefit. He sought to serve other people. That's the legacy I see from the people who have gone before me and the legacy I want to live. Humble service, servanthood, makes all the difference in the world. And I think that's the decision that we need to make in our make in our faith at our break-it moment is to have the faith to be a humble servant and ask for wisdom and not be caught up in all the trappings of whatever leaving a legacy would mean if you think it's about caught up in stuff. It's not about stuff. It's about humble Service. Let's be a little more like a Solomon. Ask for wisdom and good things are going to come. Learn from those who have gone before us. Share things with those who are coming after us and live in a moment where we live in a life of humble servitude to others. Ask for wisdom. That's the choice here in our faith it or break it moment.
1: lifter uppers, this brings us to the close of this episode of the Cancer and Comedy podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Cancer and Comedy is all about telling uplifting stories of people like you who are kicking cancer's butt with healing through hope and humor. You can join those of us who are turning the grim into grins by telling us your uplifting story. Just go to cancerandcomedy.com slash voice message. Well, that's all for now. Please join us next time on Cancer and Comedy. And if you like what you hear, please pass this on to someone in your life who needs to turn their grim into a grin. For Dr. Brad Miller, I'm Deb Creer, reminding you that a cheerful heart is good medicine. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Cancer and Comedy podcast with Dr. Brad Miller make sure you visit our website, cancerandcomedy.com, where you can follow the show and get our newsletter. Like what you hear? Then tell a friend about Cancer and Comedy, the show that lifts your spirits with hope and humor that heals. Until next time, keep turning the grim into a grin.